Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Category Mistake. I am your host, Richard Mariello, and today we're going to be talking about something that's kind of practical or on topic for today's world. Um, the title for today's podcast slash Twitch stream is The Batman, Iron Man, Captain America. And who is the real hero, hero of those stories? So growing up, I used to spend a lot of time with comic books, as a lot of you know, or if you've heard in the past, um, superheroes kind of thing that um, relaxes me, reminds me of why I'm here, keeps me grounded. It's weird that a superhero keeps me grounded, but it kind of does. Um, superheroes or heroes in general um, always fight the little man for the little man. You know, they're always there to protect and serve the people who are in the area. And growing up, I always wanted someone to protect me and keep me safe and do the right thing for me and show me how amazing things could be and take care of me. And that's kind of what um, I wanted them to be. And growing up, I used to spend a lot of time just reading comic books. Sometimes that's a good thing. I mean, back when I was a kid, it wasn't a good thing. It was kind of a nerdy thing. Now it's cool. Now it's hip. Now it's happening. Great. Awesome. Can't wait. But in the 1980s, not as much. Um, I was looked at as weird. And that's okay. All of us have a time in our lives when we're looked at as odd or strange. And that was me for most of the 80s and early 90s. And I've kind of accepted that. Um, I still got married, still had a wife, still have kids. Couldn't have been that bad. Um, but growing up, I always read comics. Batman, Captain America were my two favorite. Um, why? Because Batman was a common man. He didn't have any superpowers except for he was rich and he had technology and he had a brain. Captain America um, basically had a shield and strength. Um, there wasn't he didn't fly, at least not normally. Um, he always did the right thing. He was kind of like Superman, but without the God ability. Like Superman, no one could really beat him unless you're a kryptonite. Captain America still had things that could hurt him. Uh, Superman basically couldn't be hurt. And that was his, that's his biggest issue, I think, even today. It's Superman is he's too strong. There's too much that he can do and people can't do to him. I mean, Superman can take out all of the Marvel universe by himself. Um, just that's, that's that. Now, Iron Man would probably find just like Batman did. He would find kryptonite, take out Superman, but without that ability, that's pretty much all you're set to. But what's funny is when you look at these stories, the bad guys, a lot of the times are looking for these these people, they're looking for Batman. They're looking for Iron Man. They're looking for Captain America. They're doing things to draw out these people. They're the reason the bad guys exist. It's it's a crazy thought to think that um, in today's modern society, the Joker, other than the Joaquin Phoenix movie, but the Joker normally only exists because Batman is there to drive him to where he is. Um, there's no need for the Joker if there's no Batman. 
Iron Man, he has all these people who are literally looking to destroy him. Because in the first movie, you know, they capture him and it's kind of the same type of story. But basically, they take him hostage. They want him to build a bomb. Instead, he blows them all up. Now, he could have done one of two things. One, could have built the rockets, would have killed him. Movie over, no comic books. Sayonara, Robert Downey Jr. Um, but he didn't. He fought back. He could have just escaped, flew away. Good. He didn't. Instead, he went and destroyed everything. Then he told the world who he was. So not only did he blow up all the bad guy stuff and basically say, come at me, bro. He then went and said, here's where I live. This is what I do. I dare you to come get me. Okay. Same, the Batman doesn't show his identity, but Batman goes in the middle of the night, goes into clubs, goes into dark alleys, goes into places that a normal Gothamite would never go to. He goes in places they don't belong. And then when bad guys come, he beats them up. He beats them up, and most of the time he doesn't kill them. That's a whole different storyline. But Batman doesn't need to beat them up. He just needs to not be there. Because a lot of them go into the dark alleys, and they hide, and they do things to get away from Batman. Batman wasn't there. The bigger criminals wouldn't be trying to draw out the Batman to capture him or to beat him or to kill him. They would just be sticking to low crimes, but instead they want to go big because Batman needs to come and they need to be the one that takes out Batman. Captain America. Captain America was supposed to be the stars and stripes, you know, man with a plan, propaganda machine for America. And then he finds out that his friend is, kid, you know, taken prisoner. Instead of listening to orders, he goes and takes out a whole bunch of people. Now, here's the worst part. Everyone knows his name. Everyone knows who he belongs to. He's wearing the Stars and Stripes, and his name is Steve Rogers. Everyone knows it. So, of course, do any digging in your Hydra slash the Nazis, you find out, your arch nemesis, his best friend, is in the army, and hey, we have him captive. Of course you're going to do something. Why wouldn't you? You want to get Captain America to go away. The best way to do that is to corrupt his friend and have his friend kill him. Boom, you win. Most of our superheroes <clears throat> are only superheroes because their ability brings out bad people. Thanos wasn't wrong. <coughs> Thanos wasn't wrong for snapping. If you watched a movie called The Eternals, it wasn't the greatest. <coughs> but the concept was there was a basically a giant god being hatched in our planet. And when our population got to a certain amount, the god would come out of the planet and kill everybody. Okay? I'm doing this, like, short version. Now you don't have to watch the three-hour movie or a two-hour and 25-minute movie. Okay? Basically, 
Our planet's a giant egg and a giant celestial slash a giant mammoth thing would grow out of it, come out of it, and consume us all. And when Thanos snapped, he delayed it because he got rid of half the population. So basically, he made it that half of the universe wasn't going to be destroyed as quickly. And then we, in our ultimate wisdom with Iron Man and Captain America and all the others, snapped and brought everybody back. And within a year of that, of course, it was time to have him be born. And with him being born, or almost born, it almost killed the whole planet. Now, the Eternals saved us. Yay, go go them. And it opened up a whole other bag of worms. But it's funny to think that we look at Thanos as a bad guy. Why? Because he killed half of the universe's population. We don't talk about Iron Man and the damage he did. Iron Man caused Ultron, who caused world devastation. He caused a whole country to go away, which led to other things. Um, Iron Man made it that the world couldn't trust superheroes because they didn't know which side they were on. Um, made a whole mess. Started a war. Okay. Captain America was on the side of every you know red, white, and blue American until he found out that every red, white, and blue American, not every one of them is a good person, and some of them want to do bad things like kill everybody. So what does he do? He destroys the entire structure that's keeping the world safe. And again, he kills lots of people. His actions kill a lot of people. Batman, the Joker, the Riddler, the Penguin, Bane, um, Raza Ghoul. There's lots of them. There's lots of bad guys for Batman. But all of them do big, explosive, destructive things. Why? To get Batman's attention. It's kind of like going on a date. You know, you have to be like all like prim and pr- You got to call out the lady or the gentleman. You know, you want to look your best. Bad guys are trying to look their best. Go them. I wouldn't recommend it, but that's what they did. So the point is this. <clears throat> As I'm checking to make sure. Anyway, okay. Why do we worship the superheroes? Why do we worship people? Why do we worship people who work towards destruction of our planet? Why do we worship people who take a whole bunch of money to do very little good for the world? Why do we want to be like them? Why do people dress up like Iron Man or Black Panther or Captain America or Batman or even Superman or Spider-Man at Halloween? Because those people were told are doing the right thing. So we're like, okay, they're the good guy. We're told they're the good guy. (coughs) And because they're the quote unquote good guy, um, We believe them. And that's just what it is. We believe them no matter what. 
if we swapped Batman and the Riddler in the newest Batman movie and take it from the Riddler's perspective, we probably would think that Batman was a bad guy and the Riddler was a good guy. If we were told the Riddler was a good guy and he was stopping corruption, boom. Batman's a bad guy. If we saw a man with unlimited money and weapons blowing up our villages and massacring our people and taking away their things, we'd probably call Iron Man a bad guy. If we found out that Steve Rogers slash Captain America killed our husband or our son or our daughter in the name of quote-unquote freedom, we probably would look at him as a bad guy. But we don't. Why? Because... That's not what Kevin Feige and the other people at Marvel and DC want us to know. Now, they've tried to make Batman dark and Superman dark and, you know, dark and brooding and they have the voice like this and uh, I'm Batman. It's still Batman. When I think of Batman, I still think of Adam West and his, like, bat cha-cha and doing the little thing with his eyes, bat tusi and, okay, you know, holy shenanigans Batman with Adam, you know. It's a whole different world. And here's the point, guys. It isn't this isn't just about, oh my gosh, it's superheroes and they're all bad guys. It's perspective. We live in a world today that we're told one guy is bad and one guy is good. And it doesn't matter. Um because there's places in the world that's telling me right now that Russia is the bad guy. Because they're invading Ukraine. And there's places in the world that are telling me that Russia's the good guy because they're fighting for their sovereignty of their original state. I don't know. I'm not there. I don't want innocent people dying on either side. But for some reason, when we're fighting a war, either with Iraq, Afghanistan, Russia, the Ukraine... Germany back in World War II, Germany back in World War I, France, England, all these places, okay? The last, the Civil War, all of these wars, we're always like, you know, they're the bad guys, they're the bad guys. The South was, you know, most of the people in the South during the Civil War were not bad guys. Just like most of the people in the North weren't good guys. You know, they're not bad or good. Most people who did all the living, the dying, the torturing, the the death, the carnage, were civilians. In World War II, more civilians died than soldiers. Now, Jimmy down the street might support Mussolini. But it doesn't mean, if he's not fighting, why is he dying? He's supporting the guy who's making sure his family eats. Just like, you know, people might be following Putin in Russia because he's making sure they eat tomorrow. In America, we're really, really jaded because if we don't like our leader, we just say, we don't like our leader. And they still have to provide for us. They still have to do something. Well, 
They have to pretend to do something. They can't just sit around and say, well, you don't like me, so I'm taking away your food. But a lot of places in the world, you say a guy's doing the right thing or you don't eat. In the superhero world, it's easy. Iron Man throws a billion dollars at something. People get food. Everyone's happy. Okay? Wham, bam, done. In our world, it doesn't work that way. In our world, it's like this. In America, we elect an official. He doesn't do anything. So far, it's only been him. His. Him's. We go. They do nothing. The Congress, which is the House and the Senate, pass a whole bunch of bills or try to. They don't pass a lot of bills anymore. The figurehead signs it to make it look pretty, and then it goes into action. 99.999% of the time, it does nothing for the common person. Nothing. The President of the United States is not a superhero. They're a figurehead. They're like the Prime Minister of England. They're like the Prime Minister of Canada before this one that they have now. All they're there to do is to have someone to yell at, a face to yell at, because we can't yell at 400 members of Congress. Each one of us isn't going to go, well, you know, the representative from Iowa, if you don't live in Iowa, you don't know who your representative, the representative from Iowa is. You just don't. That's not something that a normal person pays attention to. But everyone knows who the president is. Well, most everyone knows who the president is. More people know the president than the House of Representative member from Iowa. Just that's the facts. But the president doesn't do anything that will really affect a day-to-day person's life. Nominee for the Supreme Court. That's what they can do. Okay, So nominee for the Supreme Court. Here's what they can do. The nominee for the Supreme Court, like we have one right now, they listen to court cases that might or might not be constitutional or not. They don't make new laws. They just tell us that the laws that are made are right or not. Someone's like, oh, they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade, or they're going to keep Roe versus Wade. First, a trial against Roe versus Wade has to go to a regular court. And then it has to go up and up and up. It has to go sometimes years before it gets to the Supreme Court. By the time that happens, the Three members could be gone. I mean, literally in the last five years, there's been three members replaced. Okay? In like five years. Now, the Supreme Court's forever. You're there till you either retire or you die. Um, most of the time, they retire before that. That's one thing the president can do. Okay? The president can do that. But again, most of the time, they're not changing policy. They're acting on policy that's already there. And they're saying, okay, this was turned into a law, but it's not quite legal. So it's going to be struck down. And normally what happens then is they go back, they rewrite the law, they tweak a few things, and then everyone's happy and Bob's your uncle. 
Another thing the president can do. He can push the big red button that makes us all go away and destroy each other. He can't declare war, but he can send bombs places. And he can push that button quickly and everyone dies. No president's ever done that. Not one. Because if so, we wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be listening to me. The last big thing the president can do is something called an executive order. The executive order is the worst possible thing in the history of mankind. It basically means I don't have time for the Congress to debate this. This needs to be fixed now. And he goes and makes a law. And then Congress basically can go back and go, ah, no, and fix it and make it go away or tweak it or make that executive order actually into a law. The last four presidents have used the executive order a lot. And they've used it a lot because the Congress has not done a lot. They've been kind of, the invention of the internet, television, and Twitter, I know Twitter's on the internet, has made DC politics very dramatized. People do a lot of things now for likes, clicks, and to be shared, and they don't do a lot of actual governing. Okay, so again, president's not a hero. He's someone who spent a lot of money and a lot of other people's money to be the blunt or blunt, blunt of many people's jokes, to take the blame for everything, or to take, you know, take the credit for everything. Those are the three things. So either you hate him, you love him, or you just want him to disappear. I'd never want to be the president of the United States. Mostly because, well, let's be honest. One, I don't have the qualifications. And two, I don't want the stress and anxiety of it. I just don't. It's no point. So who are the heroes of our story? Who are the heroes in DC? Who are the heroes in Marvel? Who are the real heroes in, I don't know, the world today? The heroes are people like mothers, single mothers who have to raise their kids by themselves. Sometimes they have to raise their kids by themselves because dad is an idiot and doesn't belong and doesn't exist. Sometimes they have to raise them by themselves because they have decided that dad doesn't deserve it. Sometimes they have to raise them by themselves because dad has passed away. Sometimes they have to do it because dad's never been in the picture. Also, single dads. For the same reason. There are people who do what they have to do to keep others safe. During COVID, we're like, oh, healthcare workers, they're our heroes. They were. They still are. They, they never stop being heroes. People who try to save other people's lives. That's just so silly. It's like, oh, they're our heroes. They, where the hell have you been for 200 years? Teachers, you're our heroes. We've never been anyone's hero. Teachers have never been a hero to anybody. They're just blowing smoke. They don't care. Most teachers are underappreciated and abused by the parents of their students. No one wants to be a teacher. 
unless it's the only passion you have. So my passion is teaching. I will teach and I'll deal with parents. I don't care. But if you're not 100% passionate for this, for teaching, why the heck would you do it? You get paid better doing something else. There's less drama, less politics, less stupidness. Yes, stupidness is a word. To not be a teacher. It's, it'd be silly not to, right? Why, why be a teacher? Why do it? But teachers are not anyone's heroes. They should be. They should be. I mean, good teachers should be. Teachers who stay late, come in early, sacrifice, buy things, do things, worry about their students during the summer, worry about their students on a Tuesday night, worry about their students on a Saturday afternoon. I haven't taught this year, and I still worry about the students I had last year. Why? Because they're my kids. They're my students. That's my job. I don't do a lot of things well. I don't. I'm a damn good teacher. I think I'm a pretty good father, too, but I'm a damn good teacher. When I started teaching, I was very hard on myself. I'm like, oh my God, I'm failing. I'm doing this horrible. I don't know why I'm doing this. This sucks. My kids are going to be dumb. My parents are going to hate me. They're going to fail. I don't know what I'm doing. But you know what I realized? I do. I know what I'm doing. Am I scared to apply for another teaching job? Absolutely. Am I scared that they're not going to accept my version of teaching? 100%. Am I still going to do it? You bet your life. When I talk to people about teaching, when I talk to them about the matters that I teach, like history, I get excited. My pulse goes up. My, I can feel my heartbeat. It's, it's invigorating. It's like some people get excited to play video games. Some people get excited to, you know, go to a live concert. I get excited stepping in front of kids, teaching them about the Emancipation Proclamation, about the Great Depression, about World War II. I get, I get thrills teaching about 1806. 1922, 1865. It doesn't matter when I'm in front of the students, my students. I could be teaching them about something I have no idea what I'm teaching them about. It's the best day of my life. Every day when I was teaching was the best day of my life. I would wake up every day and not be like, oh my God, I can't go to work today. Uh, no. I couldn't wait to get up to go to school. I couldn't. It was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. And that's, that's what a hero does. Batman. Iron Man, Captain America, they just live that lifestyle. You know, Batman kind of is different because he's Bruce Wayne. But they only show up for the big events. Iron Man isn't 
going down the streets of Brooklyn and taking out a bike thief. He's got Spider-Man for that. Captain America isn't catching a jaywalker in San Francisco. Black Panther isn't taking out a, you know, drug dealer on the corner of, you know, Middle and Bacon Street. They're there for their end of the world events. And and they even stay it. I mean, one of the movies, you know, Iron Man basically says, you know, this is let the local people deal with it. This isn't an Avenger level issue. It's true. It's it, you know, that's what they're there for. But we call them heroes. But here's a fact, guys. Police officers are heroes, yes. Firefighters, military. Teachers. We call grocery clerks heroes. We called pharmacists heroes. We call everyone heroes during COVID. But now that COVID's over-ish, we now treat these people like dirt. When I was teaching online to my students, all I could think about is, oh, look how happy the parents are. We're really giving them our best and da-da-da-da-da. Then we stopped teaching online and all of a sudden the parents went back to being grumpy. Go to the grocery store during COVID. You know, people are wearing, I'm a grocery worker, I'm a hero, or, you know, <clears throat> all that stuff. And people are being respectful and nice. COVID's now basically over. People are rude and obnoxious. <clears throat> Why do I have to pay five cents for a bag? You know what? Shut up and pay the five cents or bring your own. Stop being a butthead. Heroes don't go into jobs to be a hero. People are like, well, you chose to join the military, so you knew what you were signed up for. Um, so I'm not going to care about that because you knew that you could go to war. <clears throat> yep, I did. And you knew when you turned 18 and signed up for selective service, you could too. The difference is I did it. Well, you wanted to be a teacher. You don't have to teach. You're right. Someone has to teach children the right way to do things and the right way to learn things. And you showing them on TikTok, I got to fix that. So either get better at TikTok, learn some information, or shut up. Because you ain't doing it. Well, they knew to be a police officer, they could die. You're right. You're right. Firemen, police officers, military. We all know we can die. We also know that on our way to work tomorrow, <clears throat> we could crash our car and die. Or someone could drive their car into our house and we could die. Or lightning could hit our house or, to, or a tornado. It doesn't make a difference. The difference is most of the time when a police officer dies or a firefighter, or someone in the military. Or heck, teachers. When they die, 
It's usually protecting somebody else. Teachers usually have to protect their kids. Firefighters and police officers usually have to protect you schmucks who don't care about them to do the right thing. Smoke detector is going off. I'm just going to not care and pull out the battery. It's not that big. I can get out later. I'm doing something. I'm streaming. I'm, I'm playing Fortnite. I can't leave the fire now. Come on. I'm on fire. Or I have to go back. My PS5 is worth more than my life. You get what you deserve. You do. Well, that police officer shouldn't have been chasing me. I was going 125. I didn't want to be caught. <clears throat> His car got in my way. People like that should die in a hole. They just should. <clears throat> I'm I'm tired of people blaming the people who are supposed to protect them for protecting them. Well, that police officer was rude. He didn't have to tell me to put down that gun or put down that knife. I know my rights. Yep. Great. How rude of him. If you have a problem with the police officer telling you to do something, you do what he tells you to do, then you go after him afterwards. Because then you'll both be alive. And if he did do something wrong, they'll pay you a whole bunch of money to go away and not to press any more charges. <clears throat> or you could be dead. And your family could get a whole bunch of money. Or they could get nothing because, come to find out, you were being a retard and didn't take care of things the right way. And that's, those are heroes. People who do what they need to do to protect all of you from being dumb. I don't think most firemen want to go into a burning building on purpose. Or a burning car. I'm pretty sure they don't. But they also know that if there's a person in that burning building... Or a person in that burning car, their job is to save them so they do it. Their passion is to save them so they do it. Teachers who step in front of bullets for their students aren't doing it because, oh boy, I'll get a pay raise. They're doing it because they know their students' lives are more important than theirs. The teachers... <clears throat> who taught during COVID, who've taught since COVID, <clears throat> who have taught through COVID. They were sick. They were stressed out. They were worried about their families. They were worried about their paychecks. They were about, worried about what they were going to do if they got COVID. I had to take my temperature every day to go into my school building. I had to make sure I was not, if I had a sniffle, I either hid that damn thing or I took a whole bunch of medicine so it wasn't there when the principal came around. Because I could not get sick. Couldn't. Couldn't get sick. I didn't take days off. None of us did. Who was going to sub for us? We can't let people in the building who aren't even been, you know, vaccinated and tested. And rah, 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 rah. So we all worked every day. 
We had to do in-service hours, virtual, all the time for things that we never had to do before. Well, how do you wash your hands? How do you do this? How do you put a mask on? How do you tell your students about masks? What do you do if a student doesn't want to wear a mask? I know a lot of your jobs were probably stressful. I get that. A lot of you are still working remote. And you like it. Guess who didn't work remote? Police. Firemen. I worked remote for three months. The rest of the time I was in my classroom. A lot of teachers didn't work remote more than three months. I saw my doctor remotely. Doctors weren't as important to be in person. Teachers had to be in person, but not doctors. We cared more about the health and wellness of office workers, of nurses and doctors, which they did a great job. I'm not saying they didn't. We cared about more about their mental stability. We cared more about their physical ability. We cared more about their status as a human being than we did for police, fire, and teachers. Because when I started in person, you know, we did March 13th to June remote. That following September, we were back in person every day. No one cared. No one cared. We didn't get extra days off. If a student was sick, they'd be remote into our classroom. But teachers do what they have to do. They teach. We were given five days of training on how to do a remote learning. Five days. How to do a complete remote setup. In person, during COVID, students couldn't be there, but we were there learning how to teach them remotely. Why? Because that's what teachers do. Police officers pulling your car over in your nasty old car. You're hacking a belong outside the window pretending you're going to die so they don't get too close to you. They still showed up every day. Firemen. Burning down your damn building because you're, you know, got 14 gaming systems running an AC and, you know, trying to barbecue inside on your living room floor. Well, it's COVID. I can't go outside. There's nothing wrong with going outside, people. Burn down your damn house and they have to come and save your sorry butt. And then they cite you because, you know, you set a building on fire. You know, those damn firemen, they don't care. They don't know the stress I'm under. Okay. Whatever. So here's a point, guys. I'm going to end on this. We use the term hero so loosely in today's world. 
We use it for everything. Grocery store clerks are not heroes. They're good people who did good things to help us have food. They didn't have a choice. They could either be unemployed or go to work. My son is a grocery store person. Okay, He didn't want to go to work. He needed the money and he wanted a job. So he went to work. If you're in an office and you've been remote for three years, not a hero. If you work at the post office or UPS or FedEx, you're not a hero. Now, you do good services. You send a lot of packages to people who might need them. Amazon is a beautiful thing during COVID. I mean... They're great now, but not heroes. They're good people who need a job. Working at the UPS store will not get you, you know, a Superman cape and a huge amount of money. It will get you angry people who want things for nothing. And then they blame Amazon. And they think you work for Amazon. Heroes are people who did it because they they had they, they they had no choice physically, mentally, or spiritually but to do it. If you're a police officer, fireman, teacher, and you you're one of those because you can't think of doing anything else but that. That is all you can think of doing. Um, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to bed at night, that's what you think about. You think about, well, I can be a teacher or I can be a sous chef. And then you go be a sous chef. Well, guess what? You're not a teacher. You suck at life. Okay. I hate people who call each other heroes. Oh, well, you're a hero. Well, I'm a hero. Streamers are not heroes. I know. I know you want to be a hero, but you're not a hero. You're entertainment. You do help us get distracted. I'm one of those people. I'm here to distract you from reality. You're welcome. It'll be $29.95 plus $3 shipping and handling. Make sure you pay your internet provider. Okay? But I want us all to remember that the world is full of actual heroes. Maybe we don't have to focus so much on things like Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man. Chris Evans is Captain America. And we focus on the reality that is our own lives. I had teachers that inspired me. They were my heroes. I didn't have a lot of police officers or firemen in my life, sorry, that I was inspired by. But teachers inspired me. They cared about me when no one else did. Because there was a time in my life where I felt like no one actually knew I existed. But then I had a few teachers who actually, I don't know, did. They took the time to actually know who I was. Remember those heroes. Think about those people. If you have kids, thank their teachers for putting up with your bratty child. 
Because I had some bratty children. I was a bratty child. But my children were pains in the butt. I know that. And their teachers were a godsend most of the time. Because they actually cared about my child and their education. And if they were doing the right thing. So thank you all for listening. Have a beautiful month of April. Um, I will be back next week. I'm going to be back to doing it weekly. Things have kind of calmed down in my life. Till our next episode of the Category Mistake, this is Richard Mariello. Have a beautiful rest of your week.